فاشرف بي لاشتغالي بالعلم ولا تبغي به ما عشت يا ذا بدلا ويا له من شرف عظيم Another type of محتف بالقرائن is a hadith which is mashhur the hadith which is mashhur idha kanat lahu turuqul mutabayyina hafiz bi hajj mentions it but with the condition he says that it has narrations which are different mutabayyina means ay mukhtalifatun mutaghayyira the hadith is mashhur and it has different narrations and these narrations are safe from weakness and defect. Who is the person who mentioned that this type of hadith also is muhtaf bil qara'in? Is Al Ustad Abu Mansur al Baghdadi and Al Ustad Abu Bakr ibn Fawrak wa Gayruhuma. Who is Ustad Abu Mansur al-Baghdadi? He's Abdul Qadir ibn Tahir al-Baghdadi. You can find his tarjama in the Kitab al-Bidaya wa Nihaya, the 12th volume, page 44. Abu Bakr ibn Fawrakna, he is the famous Ash'ari Imam who died in year 406. You can find his biography in Wafayatul Ayan. The third type of hadith which is muhtaf bil qara'in. The first one is muhtafaqa, a hadith which is Bukhari al-Muslim. The second one is a hadith which is mashhur. Now it is مسلسل بالأئمة الحفاظ مسلسل بالأئمة الحفاظ المتقنين It's the hadith which it is chained okay, with the noble حفاظ hadith This hadith cannot be strange now Such as the hadith narrated from Imam Ahmad مثلا from Imam Shafi'i, from Imam Malik ibn Anasin. Are you there? And then Malik narrates from Nafi' and Nafi' narrates from Ibn Umar and then Ibn Umar narrates from the Prophet. This hadith is musalsal bil hufadil mutqinim. Ahmad is a jabal. Shafi'i is a jabal. Malik is a najmun, star. Nafi' and Ibn Umar, Malik and Nafi' and Ibn Umar are the Sahih al considered one of the golden chains, right? This chain now, it is called Musalsal bil al-Hufad. The Imams that are ranked here, that are written here, they alone by themselves are equal to 10 individuals. Uh, 10 reliable individuals, Ahmadis. Well, sometimes Ahmad Muhammad might oppose 10 people and will give presents to Ahmad over them. Shafi'i might oppose 10 people, 20 people. We'll say Shafi'i is right. Ah. It's Jabal, it's a mountain, it's Mutqin. He's from the Hufad al Mutqinin. Are you there? Because of the characteristics that they gathered Hivr and Fam and etc. Are you there? <coughs> this is called Musalsal bil A'imma. This is called Al Musalsal bil A'imma al Hufad al Mutqinin. 
Those three are what? Those hadith are called what? What's the benefit of learning this right now? Some might say, do I really need to know this part? What's the benefit? What? Remember, what did I say before? If something you're learning does not have a thamarah, it doesn't have a fruit that comes out of it. There's no outcome. You're not going to you're not going to apply it. Just knowing it is of no benefit. Sah? When the usuleen are talking about whether mubah is from ahkamu taklifiya, the question for you as a talib al-ilm is what? Is what's the thamarah? There's no thamarah. No benefit. If I learn that mubah is from the hakali, why is it not? These are called mulahul ilm. It's just benefits, side benefits, khalas. Are you with me? There's no fruitful benefit that you take from it. So what benefit do I take personally from learning the ahadith which are ahad yufidul ilm al-nadari al-muhtafib al-qara'in? What benefit do I get from it? The benefit comes at tarjih in the ta'aruf. When the hadiths are opposing each other, how do you strengthen one over the other? You will not treat a, a hadith which are ahad the same as a hadith which are ahad which is a muhtaf bil qara'in. Does that make sense? This is stronger. You strengthen this over this. So it benefits you when you come to the issue of a tarjih and the ta'aruf to strengthen views narration over another narration are you with me when you wanna you because this one now benefits you but it doesn't the benefit here is not amal it's not benefit in terms of amal in terms of hadithul ahad and hadithul mutawatir both of them amal we do them the same we do them the same. The people who conflated um, uh, between what it benefits you and the implementation are the Mu'tazila. Are you with me? Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe the Khabar which is Ahad. Are you there? Of course. No one's going to deny that you feed the Dhani. You feed the Dhan. You feed the It benefits us, speculation and assumption. Are you there? But the question here is, the question here is what? Just because it does, does that mean implementation are not done? Yu'mal. Yu'mal bihi, it is implemented. Are you there? And the ahkam of the sharia is not all done based on what? It's not all done with ilm, it's done with dhan. Sahih? Are you with me, brothers? We do sometimes things on Islamic rulings which are not 100%. We do have to still do it. Like the famous hadith of Usama ibn Zayd. The man is in the middle of the battlefield. Usama ibn Zayd is fighting with him. And we all know when you want to give da'wah to somebody in Islam, it takes days, it takes weeks, it takes months, it takes hours, it takes convincing. You've, he just killed a Muslim. Then you're about to strike him. The assumption is high that this person is what? 
that he's lying. But you still have to hold him account to what he says, right? Are you there? Are you with me, brothers? A Muslim person comes up to you and says to you, I am a Muslim. They travel from the land of the disbelievers. I'm not 100% sure if this person is. I'm not 100% sure if you're a Muslim. You could be a hypocrite, you could be an infiltrator, you could be, you could be, you could be, you could be. I base my ahkam. How do I know they're believers? How? How can I know that they're believers? I don't know if they're believers. I'm basing it on seeing this person praying in the Jama'ah and the Jum'ah. I'm basing it on seeing this person at night. Sometimes I slept in their house and I saw them crying at night and pray Qiyamul Layl. All of these are just speculation. I can't say 100% I can put my life that this person is a believer. Are you with me? So we do things based on what? We do even in our day-to-day life. Everything we do, is it certainty? You know, that's junoon. So the Hakam of the Sharia are like that. Okay? We do matters in the religion so a hadith al-ahad, if somebody says it is yufid al dhani we won't say to him, you're a mu'tazili. That's unjust. We won't say that. But if he talks about the concept of al-amal, in term implementation-wise, we'll say what? Now you're talking about the i'tiqad of the mu'tazila. Are you with me? The i'tiqad of the... Now that we've learned that al-qara'il, if a hadith is mushhur and another one is gharib, which one do you give presidents over? And they both are had, right? Why do you give mashhur more presidents? Because it's muhtaf al-qara'in. As long as the mashhur here is what? Mutabayina to turuq. The turuq is different, right? You strengthen that over that. Both of them, the mashhur and the gharib, both of them are from what? Kilayhima, both of them are min akhbari al-ahad. But they strengthen one over the other. Also the scholars, they give strength to a hadith which are in Bukhari and Muslim over that which is in Bukhari alone. Or that which is in Muslim alone. And they strengthen what is in Bukhari more than what is in Muslim. Sahih? All of this is... That's how you have to understand. This is the benefit it teaches you. We learn from it. That's the fa'idah of learning. Learning this point of Al-Muhtaf Bil-Qara'in. Sahih? The hadith which is Musalsum Bil-Aymatul Hufad, Al-Mutqinin, that we have Ahmed, and we have Shafi'i, and we have Malik, and we have Ibn Nafi' and Ibn Umar, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This hadith is given presence over any other narration. As I said, Ahmed by himself is equal to 10 individuals here. 10 individuals who are reliable and their precision is on point. Ahmed is still stronger than them. Are you with me? Malik, Shafi'i is the same. Malik is the same. Are you there? Malik is Nafi' Ali Hakada. Are you there? We give presence to this narration over anything else. Okay. The author then says, The author he speaks about and he says Wathani Al Fardunisbiyu. Author Rahimahullah, he categorizes the hadith which is gharib. Hafid ibn Hajar, he now categorizes the hadith which is 
غريب حديث غريب is what حديث only one person narrates are you with me brothers and that's the it's one type of ahad how many types of ahad did we say what's the lowest of them غريب that is the least he categorized the غريب into two غريب which is called mutlaq and غريب which is nisbi what is the غريب which is mutlaq Somebody asks you and says to you, what is gharib mutlaq? A hadith which is gharib mutlaq. It is alati taqulu fi asli salad. It is the hadith which is at the beginning of the chain. What does it mean, asli salad? In other words, Ar-Rasulillah, from the Prophet, the companion who took it from the Prophet is only one who conveyed, who, who brought it to us from the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. Are we together? Yeah? No? Now what we don't say, brothers and sisters, is that one companion heard it from the Prophet. We don't say that. There could be more than one companion who heard it from the Prophet. But what we say is that one companion narrated from the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. It's important. It's a difference. Okay? So one That's the tarif of it. That this hadith on the face of this earth we will only find it from this one companion. Was he alone on? Al-Matnu was-Saladu. He's alone on the Salad, the chain, and he's alone on the Matan, the wording. Every chain goes back to him, that companion. Are you with me? Every single wording comes back to him. Are you there? He's alone on that wording, and he's alone on that chain. We don't, now don't look at the, uh, whether that hadith is authentic or whether it's not, or no. As for the gharaba, which is nisbi, the gharaba, which is nisbi, is alati la takunu fi asli salad. It's the one that's not in the asal of the chain. It basically happened during the chain based on one individual. He made it strange. He made it one. So the gharib, the gharib which is nisbi, al-gharabatu nisbiya, it's the thing 
the gharib and nisbiyah التي لا تكون في أصل السند. It is not at the أصل of the سند. It is not at the أصل of the سند. Due to one particular individual, it becomes strange. For example, it's like a hadith which is narrated from two different faces, two different faces. One of them Abu Huraira, and the other one is Anas ibn Malik, مثلا. Are you there? The hadith of Anas ibn Malik has only come from one tariq. So it's gharib in regards to who particularly? Anas. As for the hadith of Abu Huraira, it has many tariq that come to it. It could even be Abu Huraira's one, it could be Mashur. It could be Aziz, it could even be Mutawatir, no problem. But we're going to look at the hadith of who? Anas ibn Malik. And what are we going to say? Anas ibn Malik's hadith is what? Anas ibn Malik's hadith is gharib. When we say hadith of Anas ibn Malik is gharib, we don't mean Aslus Sanad. We can't be Aslus Sanad, the two Sahabis narrated it. Abu Huraira and Anas narrated it. Does that make sense? But what we mean is those who took from him, unless are only one person. Method and the scholar sometimes would say one person narrates from Al Muhammad ibn Shihab al Zuhri. And for example, the scholars would say, Hada hadithun gharibun al Zuhri. This hadith is gharib from Zuhri. Now there was no one else narrated from Zuhri except Fulan, somebody. So and so is the only one who narrated from it. And the same can happen with a hadith. Are you with me? <coughs> the scholars they categorize the hadith which is Gharab and Nisbiyah, the second type, into three. The first one is تفرد باعتبار حال الراوي And that's the one I explained already which is it is singular in accordance to one narrator A teacher as Zuhri and others they have many students only one person narrates a hadith from Zuhri Are you with me? This is a hadith which is Gharib Nisbi. No other reliable person narrated from Zuhri except that person. Knowing that Zuhri has hundreds of students, or ton, tens of students. That's the first one. An example for, of this is. Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he says, Dakara Rasulullah, the Prophet entered. Makkah, he entered Makkah. Yawm al-Fathi wa ala ra'sihi mighfarah. The Prophet, he entered Makkah, the day of the conquest, and he had on his head the mighfarah. Mighfarah. The mighfarah is what? Helmet. So the Prophet ﷺ was wearing a helmet. 
Who is the only person who narrated from Zuhri? Zuhri has many Tiqat students that narrated from him. The only person who we know narrated from him is who? The only person we know who narrated from him is Malik ibn Anas, Imam Malik. No one else narrated from him. Very good. The second one is مَا قُيِّدَ بِأَهْلِ مِصْرٍ مُعَيَّنِينَ This hadith, only people who narrated it is a particular people from a particular land. The people from that particular land are the only ones who are single in this narration. So whenever it's narrated, it's narrated from them. For example, the scholars will sometimes say, this hadith, no one else narrated it except the people of Medina. Or Ahlul Basra. Or the people of Basra are the only ones who narrated this. Or Ahlul Kufa. Or the people of Kufa. Or Ahli Misra. Or the people of Misr. Or Ahlul Misra. Or the people of Misr. Or for example, scholars sometimes will say, This is a sunnah. The only people who is alone in the Sunnah is Ahlul Medina or Ahlul Basra. Hakada. All of this is tafarrud nisbi, but it's all to a particular land. For example, Hadithul Buruki, the Hadith of going down on your knees or your hands. This Hadith Abu Zinad is the one who narrated it. He narrated from Al A'raj and Abi Hurairah. Ali Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The Prophet said, "Ida sajda ahadukum." If one of you is doing sujood, Are you there? Let him place his hands before his knees. This hadith is a hadith. The scholars they say it's a sunnah. Ahlul Medina are alone on this. No one else is known from this except them. All of the narrators are Madaniyun. Abi Zinad is a Madani. A'raj is a Madani. And Abu Rayla was a companion. Are you there? Good. Al-Thalithu. <coughs> a hadith, the third type. ما كان مقصورا على رواية معينة. Another one is it is specific to a particular رواية. Specific to a particular narration. And we mentioned this at the beginning of our speech when we were speaking. So go back there, inshallah ta'ala, to it. Last but not least, the author, rahimahullah, said, وَيَقِلُّ طُلَاقُ الْفَرْدِيَّةِ عَلَيْهِ The author now goes into that little do the scholars refer to the fard nisbi as fard. They don't use it. They don't use fard. 
even though gharib and fard are mutaradifani, they are synonyms, they are close in meaning. They don't do that. وَيَقِلُّ it is little إِطْلَاقُ الْفَرْدِيَّةِ They use it of the term الْفَرْدِيَّةِ The usage of the term fardiya is very little in comparison to the word غريب. Which type of gharib is he talking about that they would use the word fard for? He's talking about the gharib nisbi. The gharib nisbi, the muhaddithun and the scholars of hadith, little did they describe the hadith which is gharib nisbi as fard. In other words, they don't say the hadith which is fard nisbi. The scholars of hadith generally don't say هذا حديث تفرد به الزهري. They don't say that. They say هذا حديث غريب من حديث الزهري. As for when the hadith is غريب مطلق, which is the first type, right? When the hadith, if the hadith is غريب مطلق, فيوصف بالفردية. They would refer it to it as fard. And they will say, هذا حديث فرد. This hadith which is fard. So all the author here now is talking about is what is known as من حيث الاصطلاح, the usage of this word. And as they say, the قاعدة is لا مشاحة في الاصطلاح. They shouldn't really pull and push on terms. And the author, rahimahullah, he used the word yaqillu, it is least little. Meaning it does sometimes happen that they do use it. But he said it's very little. So you do sometimes find present in the kalam of Ahlul Ilm, but it's very little, as Hafiz ibn Hajar said. And Hafiz, rahimahullah, he is truly said to be Ahlul Istiqra'itam from the ulama who did istiqra' of the ahadith and the aqwal of the ulama. And when he says this, he's talking from his experience. He's got ihtirazat, he's got some things he can bring out of there. Are you there? He followed up the statements of the ulama. Rahimahullah. So, summary is that there's no difference in summary between al gharib and al fard. The only thing is. It's used more in the second. Gharib mutlaq, fard is used. But it's not used in the gharib nisbi. It's little. So it is used, but it's very little. Very, very little. But when it comes to the gharib mutlaq and the fard are used, they're used exactly the same. Two benefits that we take from this, inshallah. The first benefit that we take from it is Some of the scholars, people of knowledge, they have coined the term al-gharib as to be a tafarrudi. Um, some of the scholars of Ahlul Ilm, 
they unrestrictedly use gharib the gharib as any singular narration which it has become clear to them that it's wrong so some scholars from people of knowledge have coined the usage of the word al-gharib as to be the narration which is it has one narrator additionally added on to that that there's a mistake in it in other words it's not just one and it's authentic but it's actually they use gharib specifically when they want to say that this is only one narrator and it's weak in other words they're using it to weaken the narration and to say that the hadith is incorrect very good and an example of that is the risala to abi dawood ila ahli makkah the risala the letter that abu dawood wrote to describe his sunan abu dawood he described his sunan to the a letter was sent to him from the people of makkah requesting for him to explain what's in his book his sunan how he authored it and what is it that he's explaining in this book and what is he trying to say in this book so abu dawood responded he wrote a letter are you with me brothers which he's trying to describe his what his sunnah so what he says in that is he says abu dawood says والثقات من أئمة الحديث ولو احتج رجل بحديث غريب وجدت من يطعن فيه ولا يحتج بالحديث الذي احتج به إذا كان الحديث غريبا شاذا he says it is not used as a proof a hadith which is غريب what does he mean here he's going to say oh it's a hadith غريب if one narrator narrates it we're not going to take it and the scholars of hadith different and it's here are the a'imma who say you can't take one narrator are you there and bid'ah would use these kind of statements we say la gharib here to him is at-tafarrud alladhi tarajjaha alayhi ama fihi al-khata' it is one narrator and it has become clear to abu dawood that it's what there's a mistake in this hadith so he's saying that if the hadith is gharib, even if it's from the riwayat of Imam Malik, or the riwayat of Ihmi Sa'id al-Qattan, or the riwayat of Thiqat bin Aymat al-Ilm, the reliable scholars of ilm al-hadith, even if it's from their narration, don't take the hadith which is gharib, and don't use it as a proof. Are you with me, brothers? Here, what does he mean by it, gharib? He means, at-tafarrud al-ladhi tarajjaha fihi al-khata'a. It doesn't mean la ala kulli tafarrud. It doesn't mean all of the forms of gharib. Are you there? So here he's trying to use the tafarrud or the gharib biqasdi i'lal al-hadithi fihi. He's trying to use this tafarrud here or this gharib here trying to weaken the narration and say this narration shouldn't be taken. Are you there? And that's what's apparent from his statement rahimahullah ta'ala. Example of that is also Imam Ahmed's statement, rahimahullah ta'ala, in his Kitab al-Kifaya, page 225, it's mentioned. 
He said, إذا سمعت أصحاب الحديث يقولون أحمد said that if you hear the people of hadith saying هذا حديث غريب أو فائدة فعلم أنه خطأ He said, no, that if the people of hadith say to you this hadith is غريب or there's a فائدة فعلم know أنه خطأ know that this hadith is wrong أو دخل حديث في حديث or a hadith has entered into another hadith أو خطأ من المحدث or is a mistake from the muhadith or hadith laysa lahu isnad or it's a hadith without a chain wa in kana qad rawa shu'bah wa sufyan ibn shu'bah wa sufyan the one who narrated it are you with me ibn rajab al hanbali in his sharh ilal at tirmidhi second volume page 582 he said something very powerful okay as we all know ibn rajab al hanbali what did he do Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali, he authored the Sharah of Sunan al-Tirmidhi. You know that, right? Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali, he explained all of Sunan al-Tirmidhi. But when the Tatar came into the Muslim world, they took the Sunan al-Tirmidhi and many other books and they threw it into the sea. And it got destroyed. And it's from the works that we've lost. We haven't, from the books that we don't have. But we have a portion of the Surah Al-Tirmidhi which he explained, which is the Ilal type, the Ilal chapter of Surah Al-Tirmidhi by Ibn Rajab we have. And the scholars of Hadith, they said, if, I think it's Zainuddin Al-Araqi, I think he said it. He said, if we were to gain and we were to receive uh, the Sharah of Al-Tirmidhi by Ibn Rajab, it would have sufficed us from many, many shuruh. We wouldn't need no one's explanation. If we received that, and we got that, it would have sufficed us from many explanations. Are you with me, brothers? It would have. Because Ibn Rajab is known for his what? Sarad Aqwal Salaf. He would bring the statements of the Salaf and, and put things in context and explain a lot of things. But what we have from it is the what? Ilal Tirmidhi section. The Ilal section his, his explanation we, we have alhamdulillah it never got lost and the best tahqiq of it is nuruddin al-itr's tahqiq the tahqiq of nuruddin al-itr on the sharh al al-intimid by ibn rajab is the best it's the it's the best ibn rajab says alhamdulillah wa'amma akthar al-huffad al-mutaqaddimin فإنهم يقولون في الحديث إن الفرد به واحد وإن لم يروي الثقات خلافه إنه لم إنه لا يتابع عليه ويجعلون ذلك علة فيه اللهم إلا أن يكون ممن كثر حفظه واشتهرت عدالته حديثه كالزهري ونحوه وربما يستنكرون بعض تفردات الثقات الكبار أيضا ولهم في كل حديث نقد خاص he says, Many of the early Hufad of Hadith, the early generation, they will say, hadith in if one person is alone on it, even if the reliable scholars haven't narrated anything opposite to it. They will say, إِنَّهُ لَا يُتَابَعُ عَلَيْهِ He's not followed in this. وَيَجْعَلُوا ذَلِكَ عِلَّةً فِيهِ And they would sometimes make this a defect for it. 
Allahumma accept illa an yakuna mimman kathara hifdhu accept somebody whose memorization is what his memorization is great and it's a lot wastaharat adalatu wa hadithu or his integrity and his ahadith are famous kazuhri wa nahwihi like alimam muhammad shahab zuhri and anyone other than other than him وربما even sometimes happens يستنكرون بعض تفردات الثقات الكبار أيضا sometimes it may even happen that they turn down and they reject some of the singular narrations of the reliable ones the noble reliable ثقات الكبار also ولهم and they have في كل حديث نقد خاص every hadith they have a specific debunking and refutation on it وليس عندهم لذلك ضابط يطرده and there's no dhabit for it that you can restrict it to. That's how it is. Sometimes you come across Ahmed rahimullah, he weakens the narration, you just don't know why. There's no dhabit which can, we can use to restrict it. Another benefit, the second benefit that we take is the second benefit that we take is the scholars of hadith they give a lot of a lot of consideration to the hadith which is gharib nisbi they give it inaya khasa specifically they give it a lot of inaya the hadith which is gharib nisbi they give a lot of importance why لانهم به يحكمون لانهم به يحكمون على الروايه بالاصابه او الخطا او الاعلان because it's this hadith that they place the ruling on the hadith, whether it's right or wrong or defected or not. For example, if you go to Kutub al-Ilal, Kutub al-Ilal, if you go to it, you sometimes see them say, This narrator, he done a mistake. When he narrated this hadith from Zuhri, for example, even though this hadith is mahfud bihad al-Islam, even though it's is correctly transmitted, there's no weakness in it. You know me, brothers. When you look at this, the narrators who narrated each individual from each person, it's connected. This person is not a mudalis, this person is nothing wrong with him. Are you there? Hadith is connected nicely, nothing wrong with it. But they place an illa on it. They say this hadith is defective. And we know defect, right? Illa is a shay which is ghumug, it's not clear to you. Ah, they will defect the hadith. By saying that this individual he he done a mistake in this hadith narrating it from Zuhri. And this hadith might be mahfud from other than Zuhri, they would say that. Very good. InshaAllah Ta'ala will stop there today by Idhani Lai Kareem. anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me, Shaytan, and Allah and His Messenger is free from it. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أستغفرك وأتوب إليه